We're rolling. Welcome back, everyone. Episode 76. Today's guest is Tomer Alroy, so stay tuned. Support for the Jiu-Jitsu Dummies podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who's the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. I like that, Bo. Yes. (laughs) They are jewels. The Manscaped Performance Package is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer. This is just for our listeners, guys. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with code JJD at manscaped.com. Now, our one, remember we got that email about how big we are in Denmark? Uh, they can um, get Manscaped delivered for free Denmark? and get 20% off with code JJD. Where's Denmark in my pants? Or is that? Because <laughs> there I'm no. big. I'm definitely So big 4 in million Denmark. men worldwide, I think that's, uh, if my math is correct, Bo, that's about 8 million balls except for that's well, a lot no, of balls. <laughs> <laughs> well that we've got our friend nick who's only got one now so that's like three million nine hundred ninety nine hey, <laughs> it could just be a double size ball I mean, you know so it's- so look i actually i used it for the very first time today this morning before i came we're, we're shooting on a saturday everybody knows that we usually shoot on like thursdays in the evening so I just and used it today. Shoot on Thursdays in the evening. This and is shave in Saturday mornings. We did the unboxing <laughs> on the last episode, right? Yeah. So we got the really cool box. You want to show them the box, right? Yes, I did. This is the yeah. the weed whacker. We've got a couple of. We're going to talk about those bottles yeah, those right are, now. Those are, I have to try but, the weed whacker. Uh, that's my weed whacker right there. Yeah, they sent me. Um, yeah, I can't wait actually because. <laughs> yeah. No, really seriously. I've I've used one that had like a sideways blade. You have to go around. I've never used one like this. When I'll show it to you. I've never is, used one that just goes straight up yeah, and kind of gets everything. Ro- it's a rotary but look, style design. Yeah. This is my problem with I've always trimmed my ball, my underarm. I'm like a hairless monkey under under the shirt. I'm like already. My, <laughs> I don't have. I don't have. Uh, like my men in my family on my mom's side aren't hairy. On my dad's side, they're like wildebeest. You yeah. like they're just like everywhere. Big foot. Like I got got it from my mom's side, right? So yeah. I do like I shave my underarms. I you know let it grow. I don't I let it grow for a long time. When it grows long, and then I shave again, right? So my problem has always been that I use with the whatever buzzers or using razors or anything like that. That's all gonna like give you really crazy nicks, right? So I'm like, okay, what am I gonna expect from this? Okay, great. They're they're working with the show. I want to say nice things about them, but I can honestly say this is the game changer for me right here. This little guy, because I was able to use this on like my smooth parts without the cap. Right. No problems. But when, <laughs> but, when right? go, but when you go off road, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> when I went off road, I, I actually it, it, it they gave you. Let me show you what they they gave me, which I probably wouldn't have done it. They gave you some like there was some literature about the product, and it actually gave you some tips on. This is actually ah. the one here. It's a let's get mowing. Right, and then it actually says, "When be smart, pick your length, and use a guard around your goods." If I didn't see that, I probably would have just used it like I've always had without the. You, you what what, what you, do they call these? Like the little trimmer cap, right? You would have gone in without a helmet. <laughs> I would have went in. <laughs> I would have. Come, I would have come out looking like Saving Private Ryan or something like that. You know, like all bloodied up. You would have looked look like Darth Vader when right they pulled here. the helmet off. You know, for me. <laughs> I've been doing this for a long time. For me, right. this was the game changer right here because yeah. also, like I have the I have a razor that I use for my face, 
and it has the caps, but the caps are too long. Like it, it would be like like this, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> it wouldn't get it close enough. That's this trim. was this was perfect. I'm super freaking happy with this. So I mean, it just looks cool, and it got the little light. That's the new one. Yeah, that's I mean, the this is one? yeah. What's that? It's a little bit different shape than the. Uh... Yeah, yeah, it's a, this is, I, I think, well, they're calling this the, the performance package 4.0, so I believe this is upgraded as well. So, uh, okay. So, again, for me, for me, it was that. Yeah. So, you know, again, no more nicks for me. And, now, um, we, we did the unboxing on the last episode, and you know what? The We didn't take the, when we opened up the box and it had the the Reviver the stuff, and yeah, yeah. The, the other stuff that was in the box, there was, a, there's like a newspaper and... Some other literature and the boxers. I knew that they sent us boxers, so oh. I did get I did get my boxers and and the bag. So wait, if your boxers are in that bag, they're not on you. Well, I wanted to show them today. If not, I would have worn them along with the t-shirt that they sent us. Wait, nice t-shirt. Drop your drawers to show. So so I'm wearing a so now this is the other this, this is the other thing that you're crazy. You're a so the other thing that I like I do I don't really share this too much. This is going to be the first time. Like I don't leave the house without putting powder on my nuts. I put baby powder on my nuts, you know. So I'm trying the crop preserver. Now the problem with that, my wife fucking so it's hates it. Like a Boston it. cream set up there. <laughs> my wife hates it because I get powder all over. Like I actually like go in the shower. Like we have a big stand up shower now in the new place. So I go in and I put the powder right. Just make it confectioner sugar, and then you and can I gotta, both like, enjoy but it, it. it. You walk out, and the powder goes all over the bathroom. She freaking hates it. So I believe this is going to save me. So I tried it for the first time. Feels really good. What you is put it? it, you know. It's called the crop preserver. Oh, you put a little on your hand. It's a little lotion. Be nice you put a little lotion down it. there. It, it, you know, I don't want to read all of like the instructions on it or what is it that says. Like but to stop the little red bumps you get when you. No, uh, no, something. this isn't like an aftershave. This is like kind of like. Well, I hope it's not like to, an aftershave. Yeah. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, It'd be fuck, like, uh, would... ah! but down here, right? Ah! Home Alone. Yeah, no, Bro, no. <laughs> the porn version of Home, home Alone. Home meets alone. <laughs> Homies alone. That's hey, look, I'm trying the crop preserver. I'm going to report back to you guys. It's literally the vibe. Cool. I put it on and I came here, so nice. I'm going to report back. Cool. I, you know, you could put this on. They, it's it's called a bowl deodorant, I but I know there, that yeah. it said, like, you know, it says for athletes to stay fresh and counter chafing while running, biking, weightlifting. Now, my eyes are horrible. I can't read it at all. But so cool. I'm hoping that this is going to be what I'm going to be using in lieu of the, the baby powder. Yeah. But yeah, they gave us a really cool bag. They gave us the uh, the, the boxers. You got the them. Boxers. Miguel got them as right. well. The crop reviver is, they call it a ball toner. Um, I haven't tried this yet, so <laughs> I'm not going to talk about it until I try it, and then, then, I can, then I can report back to everybody. Yeah, put that so, on. You got to put that on in the gym, you know, and you're standing in the mirror there with other people around you. It's like, what are you doing? That's ball I, toner. I've never gone naked it's in my, the gym. It's my ball toner. <laughs> I've, never, I've never gone naked in the gym. Listen, if I'm going to tone my body, I'm going to tone my body. I've never showered at the gym, at school, or at, uh, at a regular gym ever. Really? Yeah, I'm like yeah, the only. I, I don't know. I feel like the only guys that do that are like guys looking for a little bit of attention. Like the old guy that comes over yeah, and stands they, next always. to you. There's like eight like, of them in there. You know, there's like I can't even say it's not even hanging like this. Twelve it's guys hang, it's hanging like this. There's always like twelve guys <laughs> in the in the in the men's bathroom, right? And they're all naked, and like three of them are in the sauna, right? And the other guys are just standing around, like kind of talking with their with their wangs just kind of hanging out. You know, like, hey, yeah, so I was just chilling. And then they're looking at you like, because you're, you're new there, you know, and you're kind of like, well, what the fuck? Wait a minute. Let's, just, hold on. Let me. When was weird. the last time you actually went to a gym? Long time. 
When is this happening? Long time. This, this was <laughs> you taking 90s. a, a Schmitz up 90s. in New York somewhere? No, this was up in the nineties. Uh, the word, this is the well, somebody's talking there. to you. You're in the gym. Somebody's yeah. talking to you, and then they take their towel off and they're like, "You're supposed to have a conversation with this person who's now naked in front of <laughs> you that's... in the gym. And you're not naked. They're naked. You know, little guys dangling. You, you know, you ever been to the nude beach? It's the same thing. It with looks your friends. like like can you go to can you go to the nude beach with your friends? No. I've done it, and it's weird. What do you mean, not not be nude, but they're nude? No, no, no. You go with your friends, and you get naked. But it's just a weird, that moment where you have to now take it off. And you're all, you know each other for years, but it's like, this is going to instantly you know, get weird. <laughs> your little guy's There's in there no like. time from, we were friends. He's got his turtleneck all the way up, too. It's, it's you know, like the sonic barrier that we were friends. Now it's weird. <laughs> I'm always going to know what your wiener looks like. Yeah. Uh, not that I, not that I know. Whatever your junk looks like. But make sure it's t- trimmed with your, <laughs> they would, yeah. with your lawnmower. Yeah. Bring it back to Manscaped. Yeah, Bring exactly. it back to our sponsor. There you go. So listen, guys, get 20% off and free shipping with code JJD at manscaped.com. And that's 20% off free shipping anywhere in the world at manscaped.com and use code JJD. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Nice. What up? <laughs> Take us out, Bo. <laughs> Take us out with some buzzing sounds. <laughs> Once again, everybody, Milton Campus. I'm a brown belt training out of South Florida. We got Bo behind the camera today. Bo behind the camera. Miguel's behind all these boxes. You can't see him. Miguel is in one of those boxes. <laughs> <laughs> He's hiding in there. Everybody, we're also sponsored by Black Belt Digital Marketing. Anything you need to build your business. We got website design, Google Ads, graphic design. I always say they can help. We can help. If you don't already know, I own Black Belt Digital Marketing. If you're doing anything with the company, I'm going to be your contact for the most part. So, especially if you're from the show or you're a listener. So, reach out. What's that? (laughs) Is that cheating? Is that cheating? (laughs) Well, we sponsor the show. Black Belt does all of our, does everything for the show. So. That's Except, I mean, the, you do the production, smirt. we do the graphics and the other that's stuff. just very smart. Check that's them it. out. Check us out at Black Belt Digital Marketing on Instagram and on our website at bbdigitalmarketing.com. Is that Black Belt? bbdigitalmarketing.com. The other domain wasn't available when we started the company. <laughs> <laughs> you can, we do something really cool. If you request a free online review, we'll actually like put your business, your address, all your information into our system. And then generate a report. And you'll get a, a video back from me. I'll explain the review. My little face will be in the corner. And you get to see me again. And uh, and uh, I'll give you just kind of an overview of kind of what's good, what's bad, what we can help with, what you're doing right, what you're doing wrong. And even just give you some tips. You, you don't have to hire us. That review doesn't cost you a dime. But we'll give you some insights as to kind of like where all the bodies are buried. Okay. We are also sponsored by Zone CBD. They have three lines of CBD products. We're working with the sports recovery line. You see a bunch of stuff here on the table. We just got, I just picked up the box this morning. Loaded. <laughs> can, you, can you get a shot of that? Wow, holy cow. Can you see that? What the? Yeah, tons of stuff here. I haven't even had a chance to, to try one thing. I literally picked it up and drove down. To the studio here in Miami. That's from. So we've got. That's from Neutral Zone. This is from Neutral Zone, man. Holy CBD lotions. Holy. 
They did send, I, I believe that this is like part of the women's products here. So this okay. is a full spectrum CBD. This is a massage oil. Ooh, my wife's going to like that. Um, lots of tinctures. Um, I know they have, I really, really wanted the, uh, I think it might be on the table. I, over really, there. Really want I wanted the, uh, the tincture. Here it is. CBD isolate plus melatonin tincture. Berry. Again, didn't even like open anything. I wanted to get here and do everything first. Cool. But uh, they gave us some patches, CBD patches. I'm interested in kind of playing with this a little bit, figure that out. And, and they did, they got, there's some masks. Again, neutral zone, CBD sheet mask. So oh. lots of really cool stuff. Look, uh, Mike and Candy over at Neutral Zone. So far, they've been amazing. Again, look at this uh, sports recovery, a muscle rub. I tried to, I was, had to get gas. I was like, let me try this. And then I was like, no, let me not, let me hold off on doing anything until I'm home. But it smelled amazing. My car smells all, all minty now. Anyway, look, guys, this minty is uh, very cool. Fresh. Best business card ever. Look at that. Nice. <laughs> nice. You have a card? Fun. Yes, here you go. <laughs> That's cool. I thought they were stickers just, at first. I'm like, oh, you could just cool. throw that like a Chinese star at them. Yeah, right? like, so they loaded us up. I'm super excited to start to play with this stuff. Start getting back on my CBD game, which I've been I haven't been doing. CBD. So thank you very much, guys. Check them out at neutralzonecbd.com. Use code JJD for 25% off your order. And then you can also check them out at My Neutral Zone on Instagram. All right. Again, I'm going to report back. I don't like to talk too much about the products unless I've actually used them. So we're going to know after the next episode. Ooh, Shout I out can to smell a- it now. I can smell it? it from here. You smell it, right? Yeah, it yeah, smells really yeah. good, right? Yeah. It does. It's not overpowering like uh, like Ben Gay smell. Yeah. Like it just smells really nice yeah, and minty, right? Yeah, you don't smell like my grandfather. So. <laughs> So shout out to our friend George Hernandez at Hernandez Claims. He is a public adjuster who can help settle a commercial or residential insurance claim on your behalf. He is now licensed in Florida and Texas. Call George Hernandez today and let the professionals help get you the most compensation possible for your, from your insurance company. So, you know, uh, hurricane damage, tornado damage, flooding, a fire. He comes out. They estimate the damage and they're going to work with you with the insurance company on your behalf. Everybody knows, right, the insurance company is going to want to give you as little as possible, right? So he's going to help you get the most possible, uh, right? So check them out on Instagram, at Hernandez Claims, or the website, which was built by Black Belt Digital Marketing. See how everything works together? HernandezClaims.com, all right? You can fill out a little form. It's just a one-page website just to fill out the form, and you'll you'll send a request for a callback, all right? Let's not forget our boy Sean over at Flow and Roll amazing things going on over there. I'm so excited to be working with him. He is so easy to work with. Sent us so much gear at the beginning of his of his uh, of the year of uh, really his new sponsorship uh, stint with us. So check them out at flow underscore n underscore roll on Instagram and flownroll.com. You can use our code JJD to get 20% off your order. We've got um, we need something to put on the table. We need something with the flow and roll logo right, to so put on the table there. I should have taken this bad boy out. Do I have my keys? So we've got our new. So now, so far, Sean's got our T-shirts. We've got keychains. We're really just giving these away. I don't even want Wait, him to I, sell them, to be honest. The, the, the keychain, I told him put them in all his bags, all of his orders, and he can put them in all of ours. He sends out our like yeah, our they're guest really packages. Cool they're, they're rubber too, yeah. and they they flex. All right, yeah. so you can also I, I use it as I guess a rubber I'll, he'll probably put them for sale on the site, but I really just wanted them to, if you order something, you're going to get one for free. Could use it as a rubber stamp, too. 
Maybe. Yeah, you could. You could dip it and then stick it on and then annoy everyone. Now, we work with Sean. <laughs> uh, like, the sponsorship category that he fills is not just like, hey, Gia no gi. We want to introduce him to gyms, teams that need to buy in bulk, right, that need 100 gis for their gym or you're a brand new gym owner and you need to buy all of your no gi kits, right? He's going to work with you. He's going to make it affordable for you to get what you need to get started. So just... Go to the website, check them out, uh, email him, flowenroll at gmail.com. Just reach out. He's an awesome guy. He'll work with anyone. He'll make it happen for you. Uh, we've got our new rash guard being designed. So our Peace Love Jiu-Jitsu rash guard is yes. going to be really cool. That, we have to correct um, that. So I'm doing the T-shirt. You're, he's doing yeah, so the rash you, Well, you yes, started a design because, for the... Because we were talking about yeah. it on, on the okay, last Okay, so we're going to do the... Uh, you're going to do the T-shirt. You, you did like a funnier version. The We're going to have like a funny, yeah, funny T-shirt version, and then there's going to be yeah. a different design for the rash guard that's going to yeah. be a little bit darker. Maybe this turns into a line for us. Who knows? I, I do humorous shit. So. Yeah. So it was really cool. I, I like the initial Humor. design. We won't go too. We won't tell them too much. I do stuff with my humorous. So shout out to <laughs> Britt Tavar, our booking manager and sponsorship coordinator. She's doing an amazing job. Thank you, Britt. Uh, Miguel is actually not here today. Boo! We're shooting on a Saturday. Yes, yeah. family obligations. I respect that. Yeah. Um, we'll uh, we'll we've got like this is what we have. How many do we have in the can now? We have one that we're going to launch. Probably Monday morning. Do one for review. Another one I'm working on now, and then no, no, this, this one. one. So we'll have th we have three because I'm we're off next week. My right. daughter's coming yeah. in from out of town, so we'll still we still have three to pump out like during a, that time. I'll still be working, but it's like too you know, much shit on in a an air vacation. fryer. It's like too much shit in an air fryer. You know? <laughs> what do we ha what what did we put out yet? <laughs> we, got we have potatoes, steak, uh, chicken, Jason Castro, Jason, yeah, Jason Castro, one. Castro, okay. uh, Jason. Costa, Costa. No. Oh, Costa. Yeah. Sorry, Jason. Uh, Jason Costa. Yeah. We have, what else? Um, it's, uh, The girl we had. Uh, oh, we have Beans of Nebula. Beans of Nebula, yes. <laughs> Rebecca Mad yeah. Madison. Man, my brain. So, okay, so that's the other one. That's the one. We have that one, and now we'll have this one with right. Uh, right. with Toma Alroy. Yep. Very cool. All right. Welcome to the BJJ box. We did our unboxing on the last episode, now oh, we have a box there. We have a box there. We did the unboxing of that box. Check them out. It's a subscription service, right? Um, up to like four to seven items in each box. I, I really want to point this out before I go too far. Yeah, there's some really this cool stuff in there. <laughs> right here. Yeah. This right here. Yeah. Uh, Protec Athletics Spiky Massage Ball. Now, yeah. I know it looks like a little cat toy. Yeah. I took this out. I threw it in the living room, and when I sat on the couch, I, I some I'll I'll like work from the couch a little bit because if I'm just on my laptop doing busy work, put this on the floor, and I just started. Oh, let me check this so thing out. Yeah. Man, okay. So this is my first reaction. Dude. I was just like, oh, wow, can't like push too hard on it. It's like it it's spiky ball. It's That's really, the whole point of it. Just keep doing it and watch what well, happens. You could you know you manage yeah. it. You're, you're not standing. You're not standing on it, right? Yeah. yeah. But at first, it's going to be a little bit like. Spiky, you'll feel the spikes, but once it starts it's to massage you, ball. once it starts That's, to no, massage, no, you haven't used it yet. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. So you're massaging. It's when you stop. It's oh, it's it, a blood it, flow. It coming didn't in. do it. It didn't. It was. It was kind of cool. Yeah. Doing it with your feet. Yeah. Did it with both feet. It's when you stop. It feels like 
Like when you know when you're walking with like a good sneaker, like with a good insole. Yeah. Like you feel like actually these Pumas that I have like have this awesome like really right. cushiony insole. It feels like you don't have any shoes on, but you're walking on like a like something a that's pillow, fluffy. Yeah, pillow cushion. It just yeah. and now I get yeah. a lot of pain in my feet because I jump rope. I jump rope when I do like heavy bag training. Okay. So I'll jump rope, hit the bag, jump rope. You hopscotch too. I mean, so sometimes <laughs> <laughs> you're a son of a bitch. So I so actually like not only do your you know like your calves get tight, which is good, you like that. But sometimes I wake up in the morning, the day after, and my feet feel like flat feet. Yeah, like they really just feel like you're like I like I have Especially to like walk the middle slowly. Of the, the arch of the foot. That's, yeah, yeah. A lot right of people here. have problems with that, man. A lot of people have problems. Right here, with I that. just I just been using it the last week. This is my standout. I haven't used everything out of the last box. Yeah, I, I haven't even worn the t-shirt. You did that before. I noticed when you came in, you were like, you brought that product back out of everything that was yeah, in the box. Yeah, I'm saying You're this like, is this my is this is my standout. Box, you know, you know when you get a Christmas gift and yeah. you're just like, yeah, eh, whatever. Yeah. yeah. And then that gift, nice sweater, winds up being the thing that like you use forever. Yeah. I remember somebody gave me like toenail clippers one time. For like a, a, yeah, a but set, those are relevant. Dude. I kept that for years. I used the. It had toenail clippers. It had fingernail clippers. It had tweezers. Yeah. I used it forever, and I know that they were gold. So I, they'd always stood out to me that they were like always you, mixed you, in with my you stuff. You pick any spot in the timeline of infinity, and nail clippers are relevant. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Jiu-jitsu too. <laughs> always, but needed. amazing. This could be floating in space, dude. If you could be price of admission, right? You could be floating in space in three months. You're going to be like, damn, I wish I had a nail clipper. And you know, <laughs> <laughs> floating in space. That's true, right? <laughs> but again, look, I'm just a, my standout yeah. from the last box was this. Well, I was surprised. I kind of like, okay, it's like, I told Miguel, well, to I'll, I'll take that cool one. Cool shit like that. You yeah. need to go to BJJ box. So right, B- the BJJ box. Dot com. Dot Did com. I say Jimmy yeah. J's? VPJJbox.com. So, again, monthly subscription service. Now, they have different levels. There's a VIP box. There's one that you could do, like, quarterly, and it has a rash guard. Like, there are all types of options for any budget. So, go check them out. Code JJD10 for $10 off your first order. So, I know a lot of our stuff is just JJD. Yeah. JJD10 for $10 off at the bjjbox.com, all right? You get, like, grappling apparel, equipment, supplements, supplies. Yeah, and all kinds of surprises. I put Neutral right? Zone hey, really, and BJJ Box together already and said, hey, maybe you guys should be talking. Yeah. You got lots of stuff. What could smart. you put in your box? That's right? so very smart. So hopefully, uh, hopefully we see that happening as well. Very smart. All right. What else we got? That's about it, right? Do we shout out everybody? I think, I think <laughs> we got a guest. Do we got to? We have a guest here today. We have a guest who kicked the but that's, fucking just not like what? <laughs> shit out of you, man. He'll beat your ass, and then you, and yeah. then, and then get you to think about it. Professor Tomer <laughs> is a serious dude. Um, yes. he's coming to us from Tel Aviv, Israel. All right, so we're going to be doing this, the Zoom. He's, yeah, this uh, he's actually first, flying into the U.S. today, but we're, is, we're shooting before he before he leaves. This is our first one across the pond, right? Internet, yeah. You know what? So we, and we have another one coming. We have another one coming I didn't tell you about. You know the CIA from Australia. was spying on the signal, you know. There's <laughs> all that popping. Well, you know. <laughs> this is a very serious dude. He was a, he was a Krav, Maga, Krav Maga instructor. Krav Maga. In the Krav Maga. There you go. Yeah. I say? You need a cigar in your He right. was a Krav Maga instructor in the Israeli military, right? They, like, they're required yeah. to go into the military at 18, uh, two years for females, three years for males. 
This is a really serious dude. Wait till you hear him speak, though. He's you know like crazy? the nicest guy. He's like the nicest guy in the world. Is he? Well, I've like, watched on super, his, super. Yeah. Just like his demeanor. You'll, you'll see. Yeah, yeah. So let's get him in Listen, here. You know what's crazy? Uh, these Israeli military is tough. Is really tough, dude. So, but he they, also they have like a reputation of like they'll they'll kick the shit out of the entire world at the same time. <laughs> yeah, I think a little crazy, like, right? Like they're really, so, they're trained. They're trained so hard, man. He's, uh, from what I understand, and we'll talk about it a little bit today, is uh, he was in, I believe, where he taught his Krav Maga, he, that's the equivalent of the Navy SEALs in the U.S. So oh, we'll, wow. let, we'll let him explain and talk oh, about shit. it. Wow. So let's get him in here. That's pretty cool. Okay, joining us today is Professor Tomer Alroy. How you doing, Professor? I'm doing great. How I are you? I, I'm going to call you Tomer the rest of the time. <laughs> yeah. I'm doing good. Right Thank you very much, time. man. I love it. The guys just call me Tom for some reason. I don't know why. They it, I the... bet those are like in, in the U.S. probably, right? Yeah. I don't know why. Like, yeah, I guess uh, Tomer's not a common name here. So it's like we shorten everything. You're Americans. I'm Milton. Yeah. They call me Milty. You know, like it's uh, we like to shorten everything. It's just too much yeah, effort to put into saying the whole name. The, uh, yeah. <laughs> So let's Ooh. let's dive right in. I mean, there's so much to talk about. Um, you are coming to us from Israel. Where where exactly from are you? I'm in Tel Aviv. I okay. live in Tel Aviv. Um, all the guys from Israel say they're from Tel Aviv, but I'm actually from Tel Aviv. So, <laughs> is it one of those yeah. things like it's just easier to say that because then nobody else is going like, to know the Tel Aviv, You know Tel Aviv and all that, but yeah. I'm, okay. I'm real, really like pure-born Tel Aviv. And you're Tel flying Aviv. to the U.S. today. You just told me you're flying in, right? Yes, in a few hours, I'm going to be heading to San Diego to film uh, Jiu-Jitsu X course okay. and train at Ados and do some other stuff, some other projects. So can't wait for it. I, I've heard you mention uh, Atos before, and you also will do some training uh, on occasion with the Mendez brothers, right? You'll go up to, to their gym as well? Yes, th this time I'm, I don't think I'm going to be able to do a lot of training there, but I already booked a few private classes with the guys over there. So. Oh, yeah. Can't wait for can't you wait taking to, the privates. Of course, that's, okay. You know, it's a it's a white belt mentality. You, know, you always have something to learn. Always right? learning. I love it. I, I like I said. I've I've actually yeah. heard you talk about it, and I was just like, wow. At at your level, yeah, you're still taking privates from people. I think you you is it Hafa that you mentioned? Uh, I think I've heard you mention uh, that you used to do. Uh, yes. uh, ha well, Hafa wasn't the first person to talk to me about it. Like the first person to talk to me about it was GSP. He's the first person that really like. You know, he always explained how a white belt mentality is such an important tool mm -hmm. uh, as a martial artist. Um, of course, in as, as a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu as well. Um, because uh, first of all, I think it's it's fun to be a student again. Mm -hmm. You know, when I, I used to teach a lot in, in my academy. And when you take a moment to be a student again, it's fun. You know, you don't need to think about what you need to, to teach and how to do it and how to build the class. You just let it yeah. flow. And, and as a white belt mentality, when, when you, when you open yourself up to a new technique and new learning stuff, you it gets me excited about jujitsu again, you know, more, uh, because, more pressure being a student or more pressure being a coach. Um, I think, I think being a coach, because I really, I really want to, to not, not impress the guys, but, but, um, re I really want to improve, you know, mm -hmm. so I have to find like the right type of training to get them, especially the competition guys, to get them excited again about training. 
because they train so many times per day, every day. Um, you don't want to be like one, like doing the same stuff over and over again. Mm-hmm. So it's not about the techniques all the time. It's about like get them excited about the training. And then when they are already like in the mood, then you can start, you know, either show the technique or, or do the, the main part of the, of the class that you wanted to do. So I, know I, I really do want to get into the whole mindset side of jujitsu. That it's one of the things that interests me about you the most. But let's just take a step back and tell everybody how you found martial arts and jujitsu. Let's just kind of give them the background and, and just your journey till now. Well, my first journey, my first steps in the martial arts world, well, my whole family trains um, in martial arts. My father is a black belt. My brother is a black belt as well. Wow. And I started doing karate at the age of, uh, at the age of four, I believe, you know, as a, as a after school, uh, activity and at the age of 17 i started to move, move more to towards the mma you know uh type of training um there weren't any mma scene in israel but you know my father always liked to show me the ufc like the old ufc stuff was he training uh, then was he training first yes he he did okay. uh, like uh kyokushin karate okay if you know it's like full contact uh, karate okay and and you know because we wanted to do MMA, then we started to look at, at stuff at YouTube and whatever was available at the time. Um, so we started to do some jujitsu. I I don't even call it jujitsu. It was like uh, here's a triangle or here's a. There was no system, nothing. Uh, but then we found out uh, a black a black belt from Brazil that lived in Israel. So we start training with him. We some few private classes with him every day. And I did boxing and wrestling. And like, originally I was more into MMA than just jujitsu. Um, in, in, during my army in Israel, do three years mandatory uh, service mm-hmm. at the army. I was a Crump Maga instructor, um, at the special forces after, after my service, I wanted to just go out there and train. So I traveled, uh, traveled to Thailand to, uh, Tiger Muay Thai, if you know, the, mm-hmm. the gym. It's one of the best uh, MMA facility in the world. And it's such an amazing place to, to go out and train there because it's like a paradise of, of martial arts, right? Because you have a gym every few meters, either Muay Thai or Jiu-Jitsu. The Jiu-Jitsu scene in Phuket is getting really strong right now. There's a lot of BJJ uh, schools. And, you know, it's like, what can you ask more than awesome. training and go to the beach? You have really good food uh the healthy lifestyle there is really is really getting uh better so um so it was amazing and when i traveled to thailand i trained there there were a lot of ufc guys that trained there at the time peter yan was there oh yeah um, he's fighting today of, like good UFC. Yeah, yeah i trained with him like when he came to tiger before he came uh, before he moved to the ufc he was there and uh, he was one of the, my uh, wrestling partners um he's the only guy and back then I was like, I felt I'm better at boxing than in jiu-jitsu, right? I was like the stand-up guy. And it's the only guy that I felt that can knock me out whenever he wants. The <laughs> moment he just wants to knock me out, he can do it. He's wow. just not doing it because he feels bad. He feels sorry for me or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> I pull guard, like, okay, just I pull that's guard. How, I'm do, sure that's how happens. some guys feel rolling with you now. I know he can end me and, and choke me out at any time maybe, that he wants, but maybe. he's letting me work. No, he was so fast. Like he stopped the the jab and the crosses and everything right before they hit me. And 
and you understand like, okay, you could knock me out if you want to. Okay. We, I got you. Um, <laughs> but when I get back to it, when I got back to Israel after, after six months, um, my coach today just, you know, try to make me compete. And I hated to compete back then. I was really stressed out about competing. I didn't want to compete. I felt a lot of pressure when I competed. And he just, we call it Barracuda, okay, what he did to me. Okay, Barracuda is like, you know, doing something that you don't know, like try to mess, mess with you, but in a good way. So he told me that he wanted me to compete in this small competition in uh, Cyprus. Okay, and I told him that I don't want to because I have, I have the pressure and I don't want to because I, I, I get nervous and all that. And he told me, don't worry about it. It's just, you know, it's a small competition. You have like one fight, two fights. And we're going to be there for one hour. Then we're going to go out, travel. We're going to do jet ski and all that. And because I was after the army, you know, I had like this uh, free spirit that let's go, let's do some new stuff. So I said, okay, let's do it. Fuck it. And uh, what I didn't know is he already booked the ticket. He already bought oh, me the ticket before wow. I even said yes. Like, even if I said no, you were going. there was no other choice. Wow. He got permission from my father. Like, my father was involved in this. And oh, he, wow. <laughs> And yeah, I went out there. I competed. Let, let me and, let me stop you real quick. Was it okay. was it him knowing that you were talented? I mean, I, I'm sure you've maybe talked about it since then. Was it that you were so talented and he needed to push you, or were you scared? And he says you're either going to kind of be in or out with this. You're either maybe this is what's going to push you over the edge, and then you're going to fall in love with jujitsu. Was it the first? Do you know? Yeah, do you know? I think Have you it had was that a combination of both of them because yeah. I think he he saw the potential. And he just wanted me to, because I had so, such a bad experience from competing when I was younger, he just wanted me to see a different experience from competition, you know? And he told me like, just compete there and whatever happens, you know, you know, you did it. And then you can decide if you want to compete again or not. Um, and what happened? Uh, I won. <laughs> I won. <laughs> um, you know, it went great. Like, yeah, I, I did, you know, I fought him. I mean, like. I fought amazing back then, and I had such a good experience after that that I wanted to compete every like every day afterwards. Um, and that's funny because I had such a good experience competing that first competition. Afterwards, he signed me to the IBJJF Europeans, which is not an easy competition. If if you ever been there, you know that. Yeah. Especially in purple belts, you have like seventy guys in the categories. You have like six, seven fights. Um, and my first fight was Jonathan Gracie. He didn't, he wasn't uh, that known back then, but you know, he, he was still really good that year. He took, uh, first place at the European and he, and he took double gold in the words at purple belts. Wow. He was my first fight. I didn't even know what happens to me back then. Like I went to the fight, like, okay, let's, let's go, let's do it. He finished the fight after like two minutes. I was, I was shocked. I didn't even know what happened. But I remember that I, the moment I stepped off the mat, I just wanted, I just told my coach, like, I'm going to compete every, every month. No, let's, let's do it. I want to compete every time. Yeah. He, he gave me a drive to keep competing, you know? Um, yeah, it was funny, but, um, and I have a private class with him this uh, next, oh, yeah? on this Monday. Yeah. With Jonathan's wow. Gracie. That's good. I, I yeah. like that you said that a couple of times that, that is that a big part of your personal training is is seeking out those one-on-ones with, with different, yes. you know, higher level. Especially when I go out, um, go out and travel and in doing like these small training camps. Um, it's like an investment, you know, 
if, if I can invest money in my jiu-jitsu, I'm going to do it, especially with the type of high-level guys. Mm-hmm. Um, that it's not only about the techniques. Sorry, it's about, you know, learning these small details, the, their mindset. I want to see how they feel before they compete or when they compete, how they train, how they, how they react to certain type of um, um, training and, and problems that occurs when they train. It's, it's like a small study, you know? Yeah. Were you, were you always like that? Did you always seek out that one-on-one training or was that something like me when always, you got to a higher yeah. level? Always. I yeah. always, you know, the moment I saw opportunity, like there was a lot of uh, high-level guys that would visit Israel for to help the team train. I always like to take a few private classes with them, with them just to, to see, you know, maybe they have some new details that I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe they have, now it's more about the mindset. I, I try to focus on how they compete, how they train, you know, how they deal with the anxiety, and then I can study it a little bit better, you know, when yeah. I want to improve the team's mindset. So now fast forward, let's let's so you're doing you're doing martial arts before you went into the military, right? You said yes. and then mandatory three years. You're teaching mm-hmm. Krav Maga. So you come out of the military, and then what happens? Then I just I was focusing on training, just improving, you know, my skill, because the, the only thing I wanted to do when I was in the army is just train full time, you know, and I didn't even compete back then. I just wanted to train. I just wanted to be like, like at the highest level I can be mm-hmm. like the other guys in the world, you know, uh, I wanted to train with the UFC guys and train with the high level jujitsu guys and all of that. And then when I get back from Thailand, my, my coach pushed me to compete and then I, started to compete every time and I was focused on purely on jujitsu. So you knew you knew when you came out of the military this is my this is going to be the career? Was yes and no. I I know I knew that I'm going to to do a few years as a competitor just to see where where I go with it. I didn't know how many years I'm gonna do it. Um but then when I you know when I started to be more into jujitsu I knew I'm going to study psychology. And when I started my learning psychology, doing the degree, I felt that, you know, I did, I did, it was like uh, a double degree. You know, I did one in uh, economics and one in psychology. After like two years, I decided that I don't like the economics one. I prefer to stay only on psychology and then move into sports psychology. And that's what I wanted to do now, doing sports psychology and, and working with athletes. Um, yeah, within the sport. So it's funny. Like, I'm looking at the the whiteboard behind you, and it just looks yeah. like cal- like calculations of either like, you know, jujitsu. Like, is it jujitsu? Is it psychology? No, or is it nothing is, related to anything at all or schedule? Like, <laughs> yeah, this is Hebrew, so it looks like weird. I believe. You know? but, <laughs> it looks uh, like like a, like physics equations uh, from the distance. Yeah, no, no, no. It just it just the, all the stuff that I have on my mind right now that I. Like this is this part is about the the social media that I needed to do every every week. Mm-hmm. Uh, that part is about the online academy that I want to do, and this this part was YouTube. But I decided that I don't want to go that that route yet. Okay. So it, it so this is planning like for the future, organi- organizing yes, your thoughts. Exactly. Organizing that's good. That's thoughts, good. Yeah. I, I don't I don't do that, but I put everything <laughs> in my phone. Uh, I usually like I'll open up. I use my calendar as really mm-hmm. my reminder. So that cool. on this day, nice. at this time, I'm going to think about or do this thing. Things get can yeah. move around, but I very much, if I think of something, 
you know, I, I run a marketing company. I do this podcast and I try, you know, try to train as often as possible, which I've been hurt for a couple of months. Mm-hmm. So I've actually been out. I probably will return next week or, or maybe like May 1. But I, there's so many, there's so many things going on in my mind that if I don't put them down, I will literally exactly. like think of something, forget, forget it. I talk, I tell my wife, it's uh, I, I've been calling it bandwidth. I don't have enough bandwidth to really truly remember or think about everything at once. So I have mm-hmm. to keep notes and, and make little calendar Definitely. appointments for myself. Definitely. I'm the type of guy that reminds himself to send a message to someone because I forget yeah. everything. You remind yeah. yourself I just write to remind everything yourself. From, from, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just from um, yeah, like content that I want to post or st- stuff that I want to film for the for the Instagram or all the other type of projects that I want to do. All, everything is on my phone. So how far into you into your psychology degree or what level are you at? Have you graduated college? Are you, you know, going for a doctorate? So, what, what's what what does this hold for you? So um, I took a break from the, my degree because I wanted to compete a lot. So I took a break for two years, um, like in the middle of the degree. Uh, now I have one more year to finish because I came back after COVID hit, went back to finish mm-hmm. the degree. I have one more year and then I start the the sports psychology. I think it's a, a master's in sports psychology. Okay. All right. Yeah. So I, I'm very curious about your your government provides uh, mm-hmm. you know financing, backing for a, a, a state-run jiu-jitsu team, correct? I'll let you explain it, but just to kind yeah. of preface it, does that make it easier to do what you wanted to, to be able to train jujitsu, knowing that you're getting help. And does that mm-hmm. relate to kind of that military service side of things? Like, are they so behind jujitsu because it's going to help people that are going to go into the military? Like, do those, th- are those things related at all? Not, not so much. No. Okay. So, uh, like, do they want to just have like these killer soldiers <laughs> that are, you know, Krav Maga jujitsu, you know? Yeah. Well, Krav Maga is, is really strong in the, in the Israeli army. Mm-hmm. It makes sense because it's like the national, you know, it came from Israel, but, um, but no, like the, to get, to be an instructor in the, in the Krav Maga, in the military, it's like a different type of course that you need to do. Well, of course they, the, the professional athletes in Israel, they go in a, in a, like in a professional athlete's route. So mm-hmm. they go to the military, but they do, uh, like an athlete job. Let's call it like that. So okay. they don't do a lot of the of the time in the military because they have a lot of freedom to go out and train and compete. Okay. Uh, because if not there, you know, you just lose three years that are really and, important. And, for and it's national. male, female too, right? It's, it's yes, what, a, it's what age does the requirement begin? Is, is it a certain age? 18. At 18, you, uh, ma- men and women are both army, going in for- the recruited 18. I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, for the army, you recruited at the age of 18. Uh, girls do two years and guys do three years. So that's everybody that people try to do people try to get out of that or is that frowned upon? Well, you have some ways to get out of it. You know, some yeah. people go to a psychiatrist, they tell, they go, they pretend <laughs> that they're crazy or something like that. But I believe that if you go, if you go to that route of, of pretend to be crazy, then you're crazy. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> you you're gonna, and then you, you carry that for the rest um, of your life. Yeah. <laughs> for me specifically, the army like changed my life in a good way. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, because it made me a, such an, um, an independent person, you know, uh, early on in my life, you know, because I was really spoiled back then before the army. And when I had to recruit it, I had to be on my own, you know, in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I went from one extreme to, to other extreme. Like I was at the, when I finished the army service, 
Like they were like, I could sleep on a rock. You know, yeah. I didn't care about anything. It's the um, one regret. I, I don't have a lot of regrets in my life because I believe that everything's brought me to a point. Mm-hmm. I was so undisciplined and I went away to college as a wild kid. Like, wow, I got freedom from my parents. You know, my father was a cop, very strict. So when I went, I just partied it up in school and I had to, mm-hmm. I dropped out after two years, one year away at one year in community college. And then I stopped. I always, I, I needed, I was desperate for that discipline outside of my house i did i was a kid i was an 18 year old little kid that didn't know any better just drinking his you know his way through yeah. college it's the one thing that i wish i had i wanted to go into law enforcement what i tried to do you know i that would have prepared me for all the things that i had planned on doing but again mm-hmm. i don't like to talk about regrets because i both, believe everything uh, has yeah. brought me to this point right here and i'm yeah. very happy in my life you know you and me yeah, both because like I, I, can, uh, I can look no i, yeah, uh, I can look at in a way on uh on like the three years that I did on the army that I lost three years of my life to do something else. It's still three years that I could work, you know, earn more money or, you know, study, yeah. like finish the degree. But again, I felt like these three years made me such a different person. Um, for example, even the, the, the instructor course in the army for the Krav Maga, it really built a good foundation for how to build a training session for me. They really teach you, the, a good way on how to be an instructor and how to build a class and how to control the the, mm-hmm. the student during the class, and it made me teach a lot of a lot of training during the army. I, I teach, I had a lot of uh, groups that I had to teach during the during my service and during the uh, during the time there, and many different type of person. You know, some of them were you know special forces. You know, like you you imagine like you tell them to jump, they jump. And other guys, they have no idea what to do, and you need to to teach them how to save their own lives. Um, and after that, the, it, like the the mindset in the army is like you know you always want to re- review the stuff that you do and improve them. So I like like we talk about in the beginning, like this mindset of like a white like learning all the time came from there, like trying okay. to to um, so absorb those three as those many, three years for you were absolutely worth it because it's taught you so many things that you're carrying over to. To today, exactly, exactly. That's like, what I'm. That's what I. That's what I'm missing. That I wish I had. I know that yeah. two to four years in the military would have changed me as a. You know, I would have made me a man when I really don't feel like I grew up until I was in my late twenties and early thirties because I was just exactly. wild child. You know, I, I needed yeah. somebody to reel me in, and and at that point, there was nobody. Yeah, that it's, was it's a funny do it. thing in Israel that you 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 have like this your life. You know, you finish like you finish um, high school at the age of eighteen. And then you know you're gonna go to the army. So you know you have like a like a break in your life for three years, two years. Uh, and then what happened most of the time, you most of the guys or girls in Israel they just go out there and travel, you know, after that. That that's what I did, but I just <laughs> traveled to to train. To do jujitsu. Um, so it kind of helped me. Yeah. So I just like trained and, and had fun for, for a year. And then I started to just compete and focus on jujitsu and training and teaching. When did, when did the mindset side of things, especially for competing and, and what you're doing, when did that really click for you? Was that clicking in the military or was it like after the military, you started to realize, wow, like this is so, there's so much of this is a mental game. You know, some people say, you know, 70, 30, 80, 20 mental to, to physical. Mm-hmm. When did that, mm-hmm. that click for you? So if I had to separate it, um, because I had this, all this mindset stuff started at the army because a lot of the training were mindset, were mental. I mean, not were mindset, were mental. 
many of the, the training at the army were purely mental. I, I was trying to break the guy. And especially at the beginning, because the, the, the training course is, up, is around a year and a half to two years. And the first six months is just trying to, to qualify the, the, the guys that really want to stay there. Mm-hmm. And the training is, is like, honestly, it's horrible. Like I was trying to break them, not physically. I, I never touched a soldier, but mentally like some some training where in the middle of the night in the middle of the winter and i just tell them to go out into the water stay there for a few minutes they go back to the sand roll in the sand then stand still then go back to the water just trying to see who's gonna make it and who's going to tell me i want to stay here i just want to go home and and there was there were a lot of like psychology behind that i didn't do it because it looks cool you know it was all approved protocols to 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 see who can who can stand this type of like who really wants to stay. There. Do, do they pluck like almost like the U.S. has the Navy SEALs? Are those the guys that they're plucking out to go further in the military? Like, okay, yes, this guy yes. is just I was like tough I was in the equivalent of the Navy SEALs. In okay, all right. I was in the the same type of uh, unit. Okay, and and after they qualify, let's call it like that. After they qualified after this type of training. Most of the Krav Maga training at the beginning were purely mental for aggressive. Like I was trying to see who really, who is really aggressive fighter, you know, not, not purely technical, but to see who can, who is aggressive, who can go from a zero to a hundred in a few seconds and who's breaking, who's just pretending, you know, to scream and shout and, you know, go wild. It's easy, but who's really can break through. And there was a lot of cool type of training that they can do. Like one of them was, um, I had like a few guys standing in like a wall and I tell one guy to break that wall guys. And there's no technique. Uh, there, if I, if I take like five, not, not five, let's say 10 guys standing in lines, one behind another and holding hands. And I tell one guy, just go in between them and then try to break through. There's no technique. It's, it's purely aggressive. Like trying to, to really go out there and do it. And, and there was a lot of stuff involved. Like I put a lot of um, background noises and, and shouting and screaming and all that. And you can really see who's really imagining, like trying to save someone behind that wall of guys and who's just pretending to scream and like, ah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And he's, he's not even trying, you know, mm-hmm. because he knows I'm going to stop him in a few seconds or something like that. And I took that mindset into the jujitsu training. But when I started to compete, I faced a different type of mindset because, you know, it's not the same as Krav Maga, you know, you're not fighting for your life. Mm -hmm. Um, So as a competitor, I felt different type of emotions and different type of, of, uh, of stress that I didn't see as a structure back then, you know, about like, uh, um, you know, not pulling the trigger before you compete, you know, having this feeling that you fight better at the gym, but you're not fighting as, as well in competition and then it clicked me that there's some other type of mindset that i need to to understand like how to deal with different type of emotions uh, and different type of problems you know um like one of the most common one is like how to how to pull the trick before you compete uh which is a really common you, you cut out there a little bit can um, you say that can you many, say that again can you just say that one uh what, what was that pulling the trigger yeah, on so, what um, so one of the most common problems that Hatlist has is not pulling the trigger when they compete. Okay. Right. 
um, you know, it's like this cold feet. Like, like when you got you two know, competitors they, they go just there, come, dancing around, holding each other's geese, yeah, nobody's shooting, like, nobody's pulling. Yeah, they always feel like they almost did their move, but didn't really do it. Or they feel like they, they really, they compete really good in the gym, but they, but they not bringing their A game into the competition. And I met, I met, I met a, um, I met a company called Wrestling Mindset. Um, they have a lot of really good guys that teach uh, sports psychology and teach uh, how to deal with those mental problems uh, for wrestling. Um, and I worked with, the, with these guys for uh, when I competed on how to improve my mindset as a competitor. And I just adjusted like what I learned from them and from my psychology uh, degree and my army service all together into like, let's call it like a adjusted mindset, you know, for, okay. for this type of competition. So let's talk about again. Uh, explain it because I don't want to. I don't want to misrepresent it. But the government does. You have a national jujitsu team, correct? Yes. Are you part of that team still? Yes. Okay. I'm the so can, coach. Can you talk a little yeah. bit about what they provide and how that all came together? How mm -hmm. long has that been around? What do they do for you guys? Yeah. So my coach is the national coach, and I'm his assistant coach for okay. the national team. So it's for the adult team and I help him with the adult team and I'm responsible for the, let's call it like the younger team because they separated to into under 16, other under 18, under 21. And then they call it adult, which okay. is like over 21. Um, so uh, fortunately we have a, a big support from the government for the, for the national team. It's uh, one organization that called Ayelet. Ayelet uh, supports all the non-Olympic sports. So one of them is jiu-jitsu, but there's many other different sports that are included as well. Um, they have once every two years, they have a, a, a non-Olympic event, but it's like an Olympic for non-Olympic sports called the Words Game. They have one this year on July in Alabama. So we're really excited to go there already. Okay. We have a few athletes that are preparing for this event. Did you say Alabama? Uh, Alabama. We, yeah. I don't think we think of Alabama as the hub of uh, of anything sports related, <laughs> other than maybe college yeah. football. Yeah, but um, you know that's where they do the event, okay. so we go there. But uh, um, so yeah, so so the the guys that are are a part of the national team, they have a support from the government. They get a scholarship every month. Uh, depends on on their achievements. So if they're doing the adult one, the over the 21, um, they gave us uh, obviously a higher than the one that gets under the 16. Um, they get a scholarship, they get funding from the government for their flights, competition, and, and all that stuff. And they help us bring a lot of guys to train with us for training camps in Israel, which in my opinion, that's one of the things that's really helped the jiu-jitsu in Israel grow because we had many guys to come help us train um, so of course we learn some stuff from them. We learn some techniques from them, but we also learn how they teach and how they compete and how they train. Um, and we could adapt, uh, with time, uh, to improve our jujitsu, okay. which, you know, my, my coach and I, we, we really try to build the jujitsu scene in Israel and he built one of the, in my opinion, one of the best gyms in Europe right now. Uh, we have a lot of European champions and world champions and. A lot of uh, competitive guys that you know go out, go around the world and bring a lot of achievements. So 
it's it's amazing because he had this vision for a long time and he was so focused on on making making this dream come true. Who are are there some big names that we should be watching out for? Either guys out there like yourself who are spreading the word outside of Israel and like some up and comers. Are there some mm -hmm. some big names that we should be looking out for? Yes. Well, for, uh, right now we have a few guys that took a goal to the Europeans in Rome and okay. Gabi Jeff. Uh, and I, and I truly believe that are going to be like huge names, um, at the future of the jiu-jitsu. The, the only problem is it's hard for us to go for, uh, let's say for pans or for words, because it's usually at the same time, uh, of the, of the JGIF competition. Now the JGIF is the the organization that get founded from the government. Okay. So if I bring a medal in the JGIF, I get the scholarship government so it's a priority than other private organization but um you can you can look out for vicky dabush yarin shriki omri haviv uh, amit bushten all these guys are uh, one of them is black is a black belt but most of them are brown brown belts and purple belts and they are really good they are really really good. like they just dominate every competition they go in yarin shriki took a uh, gold place in the purple belt now in, uh, in the IBJJF european can you be a high-level jiu-jitsu competitor at, you know, just a gym down the street? Is it like, or do you guys recruit those guys? Like, you need to come here and come with us. Or are there schools and little, you know, pop-ups that, that yeah. you know, they have, there's, there are monsters in that gym, although they might not be part of the, the national team? Yeah, so because it's a national team, it's not like, most of the guys are from from our gym. It's it's uh, the Soul Fighters um, affiliation. Mm -hmm. But not all of them are soul fighters. Okay. Most of them are soul fighters, but also because it's a national team, there's some other guys that are from different team, but they also train with us under the national, under the national team, which, which actually helps the jujitsu grow because we all train together. So there's now there's no one gym that has one guy and he trained with himself. Okay. Comes and train with us, and we we all, we build. So they, no matter build, what, they, if they're on other. the national team, they're training with you, but they they'll go back and do their own training with their own team. Yes. Okay. Yes. Is there like a requirement how many days a week that they have to be training with you? Yes, they have to train at least three to four days in with, the morning session. With the national yeah. team, with you guys. Okay, mm -hmm. so there are requirements. Yeah. Thank you to DD214 Fightwear, gear for patriotic rollers. Visit their website, dd214bjj.com, and get 15% off your online order with code JJD. And check them out on Instagram at dd214 underscore fightwear. Thank you to Feito IT and AV, specializing in commercial and residential automation, security cameras, CCTV, POS, and more. Check them out at feitoitav.com or call 305-428-2515 and let them know the dummy sent you. Thank you to Neutral Zone CBD, a combat family-owned company that supports athletes and the people who love them. Neutral Zone strives to deliver clean CBD products for sports recovery in gummies, lotions, balms, roll-ons, and more. After a competition, a hard rolling session, or a tough day on the job, Neutral Zone has a product designed to help you reduce inflammation, increase cell rejuvenation, and may even help with aging joints. Visit NeutralZoneCBD.com and get 25% off your order with code JJD. And follow them on Instagram, too at My Neutral Zone. Jiu-Jitsu's favorite monthly subscription box has now joined the Jiu-Jitsu Dummies podcast. 
The BJJ box is delivered to your door filled with premium jiu-jitsu and grappling apparel, equipment, supplements, supplies, snacks, and more. The crew at the BJJ box find the best in the world of jiu-jitsu and guarantee every box to be worth more than the cost. Each box includes four to seven items you're going to love. Visit thebjjbox.com and use code JJD10 to get $10 off your very first box. And give them a follow on Instagram at thebjjbox. All of us here at the Jiu-Jitsu Dummies would like to thank the entire crew over at Flow and Roll for their tremendous support. They're renowned for their incredible t-shirt designs and they've got something for everyone. Flow and Roll quickly rose up to become the premier custom apparel provider for academies, big or small, throughout the United States. Shoot them an email about your custom order, flowandroll at gmail.com, and they'll be more than happy to get you hooked up. Check them out on Instagram at flow underscore n underscore roll for samples of their gi and nogi kits. They conveniently offer flexible payment options too. Head over to flowandroll.com for more details, and while you're there, pick up a Jujitsu Dummy signature tee now exclusively at flowenroll.com. And remember, you'll get 20% off your online purchase of t-shirts, rash guards, or geese with code JJD. Special thanks to George Hernandez, Claims Adjuster. Have you experienced damage in your residential or commercial property in the states of Florida or Texas from flood or fire, storms, theft and vandalism, even sinkholes, just to name a few? Don't get stressed out dealing with your insurance provider. Call George Hernandez today and let the professionals get you the most compensation possible. Visit HernandezClaims.com or call 305-712-6751 to get help now. And stay in touch with them on Instagram at HernandezClaims. What, what's the relation? Actually, I got, I'm, I'm stealing a few questions here. You know, from, we, got, uh, we asked for questions from the, from the community. Yeah. Uh, Ethan Troyansky actually sent me a couple of questions, so I've been mixing. I'm going to be mixing some of those in because he sent me some yeah. some really good points to talk about. Yeah, like, I have a few questions as well. I'm just going to open them. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, he says, uh, "What's the relationship between the BJJ and judo communities in Israel? Do they overlap? Mm-hmm. Is there cross training? Is it friendly? Or is it more like a rivalry? A little bit more like the U.S. We're like, ah, oh, judo. You know. Well, there's ego. Yeah, I'm sure there's ego. Um, you know, as judo as judo evolves, there's um, there's less and less uh, focus on the ground. There's less time on the ground and there's less uh, submission available on the ground. Mm-hmm. But we do train with them. Yeah. We do train with them. Um, I can say once a month or once to every two weeks, we train. We do a, a collaboration with them. We help with the national judo team. So the Olympic teams are, 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 are training with us. Um, but again, because it's so different right now from each other like their takedowns are not as effective for us and our submissions are not really effective for them mm-hmm. because they really have to attack fast yeah so we we work a lot on like getting a high a fast submission for them but because they cannot attack the legs there's no attacking with the lapel so it's really hard um they really try to like differentiate uh, the sport how how important do you think is that cross training like uh, we're finding more and more like jujitsu gyms are doing wrestling days. Like there's a day you're putting on your yeah. boots, you're getting on the same mat, but you're doing, you know, a wrestling style sure. practice. How important do you think that is to, to the jujitsu game? I really love wrestling. Myself, I really love wrestling. I really believe that wrestling is, they have a lot of stuff that we can learn from, from uh, wrestling to implement in jujitsu. One of them is the mindset, the way they train and the way they, they, they think. 
is really important. A good example for this is like no jujitsu guy want to face a wrestler as the as their first match. No one. <laughs> and there's a reason for this. Yeah. It's not because he's oh he's not doing good jujitsu. No, it's because he's you need to kill him. Yeah. You need to kill him to to you to will be on fight. your back at some point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even if you try to take their back, they, they try to peel you off. They they don't yeah. give you nothing. There's no there's no holding back like what we said before. Sometimes when you watch two judo uh, two, uh, two jiu-jitsu players in a match and they're just like they're dancing around, you're not gonna have they that have with this the wrestling mentality of of not giving up or not giving up points or of not backing down. Um, and when you implement this type of mindset into a jiu-jitsu player, you get a tiny, you yeah. know, and and that's what makes him so good. And one of oh, one of the things that makes him so good. Um, so yeah, that. Uh, related to that, we all compete in UWW competition, the United World Wrestling, but they, they have a grappling section. Um, their, their grappling section, I believe, will be Olympic one day because th that's their main goal to get this Olympic. Um, we we did one recently, uh, their European Championship. There, it's one of the toughest competition I think you could do in Jiu-Jitsu. Their rule set is a bit different. It's more towards the wrestling but it's jujitsu to in any degree um because if you pull guard the other guy gets two points every time your back is on the on the mat the other guy gets two points it's like a sweep so mm -hmm. and for example from side to side if you get side control and i sweep you side control it's two points for the sweep and three points for the side control so the fight is really dynamic um the you can adjust the points you can come back from a loss real quick and you don't pull guard so if if you pull guard you have to pull into a submission or into a sweep so the so the, the action is you see a lot of action and pace is really good um and there's a lot of good wrestlers there but not like pure wrestlers they it's like grappling grappling guys with a wrestling background mm -hmm. which are really tough and when we go there to compete it always makes us tougher like we go back from the from that competition tougher because we have to fight for every point and we don't give any any points for example yeah. in ibjf if you try to take the back and the guy turns into you, you you get one hook and the guy turns into you you get one advantage and he the, he don't get anything but if in this competition if i try to take the back and the guy turns into me he gets two points because my back is on the mat okay so i need to either not give anything or just accept the points and try to submit, which is not a good idea all the time. Gotcha. Yeah. Now I, yeah. I, I, I'm going to make a statement, but I want to ask you a question first. Okay. Are you a fan of jujitsu? Are you watching flow grappling on the Friday nights? Are you watching WNO? Are you watching those competitions or are you, you know, sometimes people make the comparison. If I'm an accountant, I don't want to go look at math equations at night. Are you a fan? Mm -hmm. Do you watch? Yes. Yes. I've, I, I watch jujitsu a lot. Um, but, but when you ask if I watch the events, I don't watch them live most of the time because <laughs> they are like 4 a.m. In, in Israel. Okay. Uh, but I do watch the, the fights because I really believe that watching and learn and watching fights and analyzing fights is one of the best ways to learn as, a, as an advanced athlete. Mm -hmm. So I try to do a lot of, that's why I do a lot of breakdown on my page because it helps me to learn as well. Because you see some details that you really didn't notice before. And there's a really good way to, to see like how to, to get this type of position that you want to learn in a, in a real life match.
you'd be surprised when, you know, I asked that question of, of many competitors and a lot of them say, no, I don't want to have anything. To, I, I'm not sitting. I might watch my friends. I might be at the event. We're there for our matches. But mo- it, it's probably like 80-20 where competitors say, no, I, I just no. don't like to watch. I'm not. It's boring but to it me. But it makes sense. That makes mm-hmm. sense because right now my mind is, a, is, a, is, it's, is an, my mind is like an instructor mind. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think as a competitor more, I think more as an instructor right now. Okay. If I was a competitor, then yeah, I might be get sick of jujitsu. Um, <laughs> I mean, I get sick of watching jujitsu all the time because because you train so much, you train two three times a day. You need a break. You know, yeah. you spend like six hours, eight hours on the mat. Bless you. Thank you. Um, uh, you spend six eight hours on the mat. You might need a break. You know, watch some Netflix, watch some other stuff, then jujitsu. You know, mm-hmm. let your instructor you know, analyze the fight, watch the fight and learn the jiu-jitsu and try to help you then do it all by yourself. Yeah. What, what do you mm-hmm. say to, we talked about this, uh, on a couple of episodes ago, you know, like the, the trash talking, the Gordon Ryan's of, of this, uh, of this world mm-hmm. as a coach, what would you say to a student who maybe took that path in order to maybe make more money, get noticed to get better matches? What would you say as his professor or his coach? I think that when we talk about Gordon Ryan, I think that this type of trash talk, it gets him hype for his own fight. Mm-hmm. It's not, of course, he do that to, to, to get hype around the, around the fight and get more pay-per-view because he fight on a pay-per-view type of matches. Um, but I think one of the reasons he does that as well is because he really, you know, it gets himself hype for the okay. challenge. He likes the, the hate around him. Mm-hmm. He, he likes to prove other people that he's the king, you know. Yeah, it get, it's getting motivated. <laughs> yeah, for, for some other yeah. people. Yeah, yeah, for some other athletes uh, that th- that can hurt their performance. But I, yeah. I saw a lot of athletes that when they push to the, winner, you know, they they so they have this type of ego that I'm not gonna lose. I don't gonna embarrass myself in front of everybody. I'm gonna kill this guy. Yeah. Instead of thinking. Oh shit! I just don't want to lose to embarrass myself in front of everybody. Yeah, I know. Like I, I, I've only competed a little bit. I'm, I'm, I'm older. I started this when I was older. Had a heart attack five mm-hmm. years ago, so limited. You know, kind of what I can do. Um, it, that's a little bit in my mind, but I'm a big guy with a, you know, a heart issue, and so getting out and there competing, I put it on the back burner for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that when I did compete, in my mind, I would try. Uh, this guy is the guy that I'm going to compete against is trying to hurt my family. And I'm going out there. Like that's what the, the space that I put myself into. I know like mm-hmm. Nick and Nate Diaz from the UFC, right? They have to, or, you know, MMA fighters, not just from the UFC. They have those two, those brothers, they have to hate you. Like they, like what you just said about Gordon, they need to hate you. That's what they do. They want to battle with you online. They want to have to see you in the press conference exactly. and hate you and want to tear you apart. And then they have the fight and it's always hugging and shaking hands afterwards, yeah. you know, but that's yeah. the mindset that they put themselves into. So exactly. I see the, the Gordon comparison. It's, it's the same good. Exa- it's a really good example because it's the same thing, you know, yeah. what gets you hyped? I know, you know, I don't think that this is wrong. Like, of course, there's some stuff that you shouldn't do, you know, like, like harassing the guy or like you, some other stuff. But, but um, yeah, it's definitely a mental, uh, a mental thing. Like he's trying to hype himself. And uh, he takes this hatred to get him out hype and get him 
involved in the fight. Maybe that gets him excited to, yeah. to, keep, to train hard. You know, I don't like to do it, but it's really individual. Like when I competed, my focus was only on trying to bring my jiu-jitsu to the fight. Like I always told myself, like, don't care about anything else. Like try to do your move. Like try to, sh to do a show. Like try to, to, to bring your jiu-jitsu, to do something cool, to, to, to show that trick that you want to do. And then I put most of my focus on myself, on, on stuff that I can control, like my effort and my attitude. Mm -hmm. You know, there, there's stuff that I cannot control. I cannot control how the, the guy looks and how big he is or how strong he is, but I, can, but I can control the way I fight. I can promise myself I'm going to do whatever it takes to win or whatever it takes to fight good. And that's what I did. And then yeah. that's what I felt that I'm fighting at my best yeah. when yeah. I put focus on my jiu-jitsu. You mentioned just the word strong and it, and it brings me to like weightlifting and weight training. How important do you think that that practice is to jiu-jitsu? Okay, you know, I, my, my, I'll tell you my personal experience, my coach, um, mm -hmm. he, he's, he's very proud that the only thing he does to work out is jujitsu. He's recently started doing these band workouts. So he's changing his mindset a little bit, but he's always joked about Elio never trained. Elio never weight trained. Yeah. What is your opinion? And, and do you guys, you know, incorporate weight training into your training there on the national team? Definitely. Definitely. Like, Again, when we talk about um, professional athletes, they have to wait. There's mm -hmm. no doubt about it. About the amount of times, about the, the how they train, it's. I think it's a little bit depending on the on the type of person. Um, but you know, j just saying, ah, oh, you do you want to be good at jujitsu? Do only jujitsu. It's a little bit of nonsense because look at every professional athlete in any sport, even golf players, they wait. Yeah. Um, I think it's an equal, I think it's definitely an equalizer, right? If you're, uh, you know, maybe a lower belt or you don't train as much, the, the weightlifting, the yeah. strength equalizes things. And then when you're very evenly matched, that's what could put you over the edge. Exactly. I know exactly. for me personally, exactly. again, I've been out for a little bit. Um, I always fall back to weight training when I'm out, if I can, if the, if the, the injury doesn't stop me from, from weight training. And then I go back and I get the, you know, oh my God, you're so strong. Oh my God, you're so much stronger. Yeah. Than you. What have you been doing? Well, I'm not sitting on my ass. I'm I'm doing something, but I've always gotten away from when I'm training jujitsu consistently. That I've always gotten away from the weight training. I've made my I've made a a commitment to myself that I'm not going to do that this time. That weight training is going really well. I feel so good, and I a big part of it is I feel like it helps me get over injuries faster or get injured less. Definitely, definitely. When yeah. you do the right training, of course. Like your main goal is do jujitsu, and the weightlifting is a, it's it's a, it's supporting your jujitsu. Yeah. Right. You're not training to be a bodybuilder. You're training mm -hmm. to be good at jujitsu. The, the weightlifting is supposed to support that. And like you said, if you do the right training, it can prevent injuries, back injuries, knee injuries, shoulder injuries, all of that. Um, of course, when when you do when when we work with the younger team, we don't do the same type of training. Uh, same type of training as the as the older team like the adult team they have their specific goal uh, their specific training and the younger younger team have their specific training they, they focus more on pull-ups push-ups mm -hmm. body weight training because you want to get their base strong enough to start deadlifting and you know putting some weight on the on the same exercises yeah. but they I, do work with a specific coach on that yeah i do like to train like uh, i have a couple of different um 
like sleeve setups. I have one called kimono grip, and then I have another mm-hmm. one. Uh, I think it's uh, jujitsu grips. It's called. It's where mm-hmm. I do instead of like a uh, one I can use in, instead of using a, a the handle on like the pulleys, I replace them with mm-hmm. the sleeves, and I'm actually doing yeah. like my my rows yeah, and different exercises grips either mm-hmm. like a motorcycle grip or just getting my hands and my fingers into the the gi and i i do yeah. my normal exercises but i do them with that so i i try yeah. to like incorporate that side which i really love and it's fun people always look at me really strange like why did this guy bring a towel what the hell is that yeah, that's hanging the from there <laughs> and it's like yeah. people don't usually ask but i see people looking funny sometimes but uh yeah i mean yeah, I, I, I love the weight training side of things and i i feel like the time when my best jujitsu comes out of that time when I've been training a lot, but then mixing in the weight training again. And for me, I know that it's helped me heal faster or just mm-hmm. get hurt less, you know? Yeah. So some of the, some of the guys, they just don't like to weight lift. They just don't like to lift weights. So they, they made up like this excuse of love, like, oh, I want to be good at jujitsu. So I just going to do more jujitsu, which is completely fine. But if you want to be a professional athlete, like adult professional athlete, not even an adult, but like a professional athlete as it is, you have to combine weightlifting at mm-hmm. some portion. I, if you want to do jiu-jitsu for fun, you can do just jiu-jitsu. I still recommend to do at least two, twice a week, any type of like a rehab slash, uh, you know, prehab, some type of, of uh, lifting. But um, but yeah, if you want to be a professional, you have to combine some stuff. What, what I, have, are the I things... had a good... Go ahead, finish. I had, I had a good... Um, a coach named coach Myers. Um, I, I, I met him through Instagram. He gave me a lot of programs. So he works with a lot of wrestlers. Mm-hmm. So the, his programs are really, um, uh, geared toward wrestling, uh, uh, condition conditioning. And because wrestling is really similar to jujitsu in, in their conditioning and their movements, I felt super strong when I did uh, this, uh, his programs, because I felt like, Every aspect of my jujitsu game got better, like my explosive power, my pulling power, my conditioning. His training was structured as this: you had like this main strength por- uh, portion of the training, you have accessories, and you have the finisher, which you which you work on your conditioning and your explosive power. And I felt like my conditioning went up the roof. It was really what? Good. What else do you do? What else do you do for? You mentioned before, like. Um... Uh, or, or maybe you didn't talk, I might've heard you talk about it, like, uh, for stretching, uh, you know, yoga, things like that. What else do you incorporate outside of the world of jujitsu into your, you know, a normal training week or, or day? What, what I do, what yeah, I do, tell me uh, some of the things that you do outside of just jujitsu to support your, your, so oh, to support so, your jujitsu, like weight training or yoga, things like that. Yeah. So I, I did, I do three, three times per week. I do weightlifting. Right now, I focus more on body weight training because I just like it more right now. Mm-hmm. So it's not specifically the best for jujitsu, but it's yes, it is more like oriented to jujitsu. A lot of pull ups, push ups, um, and uh, body weight exercises. Um, so three times per week, I do two conditioning training in addition to my jujitsu. So I have one which is more of a of an assault bike type of uh, training. Um, and another one, which is uh, like more station, stationary type of training, like doing station after station for uh, overall conditioning and yoga. Yeah. yeah. Every, every week we yeah. have a yoga instructor in our gym. We do it once a week. 
um, for mobility and for breathing as well, for like a meditation type. Okay. Yeah. I'm interested to go back to, you mentioned the organization, was it the UWW or UUW? Yeah. Which one? UWW. UWW. And you talked about like they're trying to get that, is it that version of jujitsu into the Olympics? Yes. Yes. Now, is it just the points that sets out the way the points are structured that sets it apart from what like an IBJJF would be? Is that the only difference? Um, like yes and no. They have the, the rules that are a bit different. So, like I said, they have this type of uh, whenever your back is on the mat or is on the back, you get two points. Um, uh, for example, they don't have a guard. Like it's not really, but like they don't consider a guard. So when you have to side control. It's not the guard press that give you the three points. It's the side control that give you the three okay. points. Uh, mount is still four points. Back is still four uh, four points. Uh, you can rip the leg. You can rip the leg, but there's no heel hooks. So okay. you can attack normal foot locks, toe holes, knee bars with ripping the legs. Um, if if you push the guy outside the mat, so if or if you like do a single leg and you end up outside the le- the mat, you get one point. There's no advantages. Okay. Okay. The, the point is they try to get the fight going. They try to get the fight when where there's no stalling. So, for example, if I try to stall, I put you down uh, to close guard and I'm not doing anything, uh, you're going to get points. I'm going to get warning, but penalties, but you're going to get points. So I get a penalty, you get one point. I get another penalty, you get another one point. If I get four penalties, I, I get disqualified. But that, that way, if I took you down or if you pull guard and... I got the two points for that. If I don't try to pass your guard, you're going to get two points really quickly again, like another point and another point. And then, you know, it's an even match. So you always see a lot of actions in this type of uh, competition. Do you feel like that has a better chance of making it into the Olympics versus an IBJJF style of jiu-jitsu where there yeah, could be so I, much I stalling so, and, and guard pulling? Yeah, I don't think the IBJJF wants to be Olympic. Well, and, I, I don't. I mean, but that style, that that rule set, let's call it, right? Ah, that rule sure. set. Does that for that? Sure. It sounds like you, what you what you talked about is is way more exciting because, really, you yeah. eliminate the guard pulling almost immediately unless somebody's willing to take the risk of pulling guard to implement their game. Know that yeah. they're gonna they're gonna lose two points or the the their competitor is gonna be awarded two points, yeah. right? And and again, you can pull guard. But you, you know, you have to chase the points or submit, which is hard in a five minute match. You know, if if it's pretty even, if you if you pull out on me and I'm I'm winning by two points, and I you need to chase back after the points, so you open your game a lot. Yeah. And when you open the game for your attacks, you expose yourself to different attacks. Okay. But yeah, like they have uh, they have a good organization with with high level uh, events. The the events are always um, always like in a high level places with with a good production. And they try to go to the Olympic through the wrestling, not through the judo. Okay. You know? um, but JJF also is the other organization that we compete in. They are also trying to be Olympic. I believe that one of them will be Olympic. One of them is supported by the Abu Dhabi. So I don't know. Okay. Might be. I mean, will we hear it as a, a jiu-jitsu, the sport of jiu-jitsu? Will it be called that or would it be called something else? It's, so UWW will call it grappling. Okay. They're not gonna call it jujitsu. Okay. Um, like in the JJF, they they will call it. They might call it nawaza, like from the judo, because it comes from the judo. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but uh, but it's jujitsu. The JJF is same rules as uh, jujitsu, just in a six minute match, not in a ten okay. minute match. All right. Mm-hmm. So we uh, we usually do towards the end of our episodes, we usually do a, kind of a speed round of questions. So I got some questions here. I'm going to throw them at you. You are f- feel free to elaborate, but we're mm-hmm. just going to kind of ask some of these general questions and see where we go. Okay. Let's go. So preference, gi or no gi? Uh, gi. Okay. Your preference, takedown or pull guard? Takedown. You're a takedown guy? Yeah. Favorite <laughs> submission? Favorite submission? Um, wrist lock. Okay, I, I've heard you say that before. <laughs> Who is your favorite competitor to watch? Right now? Yes. Yeah. Right now, Tynan. Tynan, that's 100%. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, ultimate goal in your jiu-jitsu journey, in this world of jiu-jitsu, what ultimately do you want to accomplish? Uh, to be the Israeli John Dana. <laughs> that is a great goal nice. and, and no one's ever said that before so that's perfect i love nice. it i want to bring the psychology side into the jiu-jitsu so yeah. you know john Danar is more of a, a philosophy guy yeah, yeah. in jiu-jitsu i want to bring the psychology part it, it's kind of the you same know. it's kind of the same i it's- was explaining to my wife uh i was watching i just had like when I'm working at home, I'll just have some YouTube videos running, just like it'll be jujitsu interviews or whatever. Mm-hmm. Dan came up, she came home from work and she was staring at the TV. And I was just like, that is the best coach that there ever has been in jujitsu coaches that there's ever been, period. Mm-hmm. And she's just like, I, like, it goes over her head because she's not interested in jujitsu. But he, he's, he's amazing. So to aspire to be even half of what he's, he is or has accomplished, you'd be amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, and and yeah, that whole definitely. the philosophy side. I mean, you're coming from kind of similar, right? His the, his philosophy yeah. background is really fed the way that he trains, from what I understand, from the outside mm-hmm. looking mm-hmm. in. That philosophy background has has really led to the way he coaches and the way like he definitely. studies jujitsu and other martial arts and brings little things in. I, I think that what you're doing again with the with the psychology background is is very similar because a lot yeah, of people I aren't really teaching feel- that. Exactly. And we really tried to implement it more and more in the national team. And we really saw it now in the UWW competition. I talk about it in one of my posts that I posted about this competition. I, we told the team that their goal is to, is to push pace. And, you know, they, we told them to focus on, on their move, not on the other guy's move, trying to get them tired, not to get them, not to worry about getting tired, you know, mm-hmm. trying to change their mindset a little bit about going, going for this fight. And I remember telling one of these guys, like one of the guys told me, uh, Tomer, you know, this guy is a really good, um, like, he's a really good wrestler. And I told them, okay, and you think that Tynan before going into a fight, think about the other guy's guard? No, he said, okay, he has a good lasso guard. Okay, let's see, pull, pull us, so let's see what happens. You know, I told him, so go out there and take the guy down. Take the guy down with your jujitsu, let's see. And that's what he did. He just, you know, he, he did, uh, he did, he did like a counter and took his back and choking in the final. I, I think, you know, I tell a lot of people like, you know, that the person standing across from you and whatever it is, whether it's sports, it's jujitsu or just in your life, that person, he's just human. He bleeds just yeah. like you. Yes. He may be, have a reputation or, you know, be uh, in your mind better. He is just a man. He can like, everybody loses, right? Everybody loses a match. You, you go to a, a, a jujitsu tournament and what you can have two, three, five hundred competitors, half of those people are going to lose, right? Even if they podium second, third, right? One person got the first place medal, exactly. and everybody else went home without, right? 
So yeah. it, 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 I know it's easier for me from the outside looking in because I don't compete, not right now. It's easy to say that to somebody. It, I know that it's hard to implement, but if they're hearing it all the time, and that's where mm -hmm. the mindset comes in, and uh, that part of what you're talking about, doing it every day, talking about it constantly. Exactly. You can't it's just always... go up to a match and be like, okay, your coach just tells you, you know, think positive, kid. That's not going to yeah, work no, no. at the edge of that mat at five yeah. seconds before you're going to step out on that mat. That's one of the biggest mistakes for, for trying to work on your mental side of things is you try to implement it on the day of the competition. Yeah. You train your mindset. Like, you know, like you said at the beginning, it's like every, a lot of the guys say, you know, it's 80% mindset. Okay. So why you don't, why you don't train every 80% of your training is a man, mind, mindset training. Uh, because we, we really focus on, because we, like, you know, especially with the sport is mostly guys. It's like, ah, oh, you have to be physical. You have to train hard and all that. But you have to put some time on, on, your, on training your mindset. Mm -hmm. And we do it every week with the, with the national team. We talk about the mindset. We, we tell them how to study their matches and how to correct their mindset mistakes from their matches. Like trying to remind themselves what, what they were thinking during the match and before the match. And if it helps them, and if it didn't help them, then eliminate this type of thoughts and implement some good thoughts. And they do that through, through training. We do, we finish every training, uh, every competition training with a circle. And we bring two guys in the middle doing like a simulation of a competition. And it's not about like who's winning and who's losing and like, ah, oh, he's better than you. No, it's about getting this emotion, this stress, seeing the ref, seeing the guys and dealing with this type of anxiety. And, and I talk with the guys afterwards and I tell them, okay. You didn't fight like you used to fight. What happened? Did you think about the other guys? Did you think about you are getting tired? Did you let other stuff from, from your daily routine interrupt you? Like you think about the, your work or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the, the, the scholarship, like we talk about it, can hurt them because they focus solely on getting the scholarship, on winning just to get the scholarship that they don't fight good. Mm -hmm. So uh, right now I came back from a European for the juveniles in the JJF. And I told them, don't think about the, the scholarship. You don't care about the scholarship. Like you don't do jujitsu to win the scholarship. You do jujitsu to be a world champion. It's just a part of your, a part of the one step of the way. Don't care. Don't think about the scholarship. Uh, and it didn't hurt their performance that way. They fought really good in the European. When you're talking so, about mindset with your students, does, does meditation play anywhere in, in that mindset? Uh, I'm, I don't really like to do uh, well. I like meditation, but I, I don't think, um, like well, I, not, I kind I of equate like mindset and visualization. What about breathing? Yeah. Two things visualization are similar. Really good visualization. I highly recommend yep. doing, um, like, um, being at the moment, um, mindfulness, it's not so good for uh, martial arts in my opinion, in my opinion, because mindfulness is being at the moment. So there's some stuff that are really good, you know, like focusing in the present. But because uh, you're a martial artist, you know, being in the present, meaning feeling pain, you know, because you still fight. So there's some stuff that you don't want to feel. So uh, I use, use a lot of visualization. What and about breath work? Breath work. Visualization, I tell them, okay, try to embrace this feeling and feel how, and like understand if it's a good feeling or a bad feeling and how to manipulate this feeling to get you excited about competing and not stressful about competing. I know you see a lot of MMA fighters do it more and more now where 
you'll see them, you know, maybe on, on social media, you'll see a, a post of them walking out to the cage, you know, walking around the cage, like doing their entry so that it becomes second nature. Yeah. So it's not the very first time they do it when they're actually walking out. They, your mind is taking in all these yeah. new things. Well, let's make it the second or third time that your mind is thinking that way. Yeah, yeah. Our, uh, our athletes do this every training. Like, if you look at the jiu-jitsu players right now, um, at the black belts, well, usually at the black, black belts, you see that every type of world champion has its own trigger, okay? Like, one of the best examples right now is Fabrizio Andre. If you know him, the guy that left the leg, kick, kick on the floor. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, everybody knows that it's, it's not like a, it's, it's not like a, um, like a gimmick. That's a pre-match routine. That's okay. a, that's the best example for a pre-match routine. He gets himself in the zone. The moment he kicks, he knows he's in the zone. Like, you know, that's okay, now switch. I'm good. That's the switch for him. The switch. That's flipping the switch. For me, it was like slapping, slapping really hard on my, on my, on my face. Like really hard. I was like, pow, 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 and go into the, into the mat. For him, it's kicking the mat. If you look at Tynan, he do this type of like monkey walk before we go into the mat. Um, Lucas Slepi was hopping before going into the ref. So they all, they all have this like uh, flip switching before they compete. And I promise to you, they, they do that in training as well, yeah. because that's how you get yourself into that group. So, okay. Our next question, mm -hmm. if you could go back in time and talk to yourself before the very first time you stepped on the competition mats, we'll say competition because you've been, you know, you were doing martial arts in the military. What would you tell yourself? Um, learn hill hook. Uh, sooner. <laughs> <laughs> Be learn it now. Guy who do hill hooks. You know, I remember GSP was visiting Israel a few years ago. Uh, yeah, a few years ago. I think it was 2017, 2016. And he came to our gym to do, to train a little bit. Like he, he asked if he can do a, like a, if you can train, like get a mat, mat time. And we ended up doing um, like a small private with him, which was like one of the best experiences in my life. And one of the things he showed us the Danar system for the back uh, control, mm -hmm. like the um, hand pummeling and all that to get the choke. Back then, there was no instructionals, no anything about it. So we were like mind blowing when we saw that. And he ended up the training, he told us, you know, there's one guy, a brown belt, not, not a lot of people know him back then, but you know, when he's going to be a black belt, he's going to destroy everybody. He's going to be the best jujitsu player. And he tell us it was uh, Golden Ryan. Some guy could name Golden Ryan. <laughs> yeah. uh, so wow. I wish I knew he looks uh, sooner than I could when, bring When did you scene. start? I know here in like the U.S., the, the old school gyms, mm -hmm. you know, until recently it was... Like really besides like just straight ankle locks and maybe mm -hmm. some knee bars here and there, you weren't really touching anything below the waist. Again, ankle lock, you know, uh, you weren't really touching anything below the waist until you were at Brown Belt. Mm -hmm. What was that experience for you? Was it, is it, was it different there? Is it you kind of, you know, younger than I, so. We actually do a lot of foot locks uh, in our academy. Uh, even before, you know, the heel hooks or whatever we, we, my my coach is is a footlock guy, so okay. he always attacked. The and and uh, because the JJF, even if you are the if you are um, you compete under eighteen or under twenty one, it's uh <clears throat> it's like open levels. 
Like even if you are a purple belt, when you completed the JJF, it's it's called a, like a professional. So you can do knee bars, toe hold, and all that, except from heel hooks. Um, so we we train uh, leg locks. Um, even if you're a blue belt, you do all the type of lo- leg locks in our gym. And I think it helps us a lot because our game is focused on, on you know, attacking the submission and use the submission to get the sweep, the back, and the opposite. We attack the sweep to get the submission and back and forth. So the, the, the foot locks are, I think it's a really good tool to improve your jiu-jitsu, you know, not as a submit, only as a submission. Looking back specifically your jujitsu your jiu-jitsu journey do you have any regrets is there anything that you wish you could have changed wow that's a good question oh it's really easy to look back and say ah, i wish i could do this and this and this um but i think no i think we we made the best of the best of what we had back then and we brought the jiu-jitsu into a point where, where now uh, the new generation is gonna he has a really good chance of being a, an IBTJF world champion black belt. Okay. So I'm That's happy good. that we could use the the knowledge from back then and adapt it to bring these the future generation to what they are now. Okay. And our last question, I always call it the most important. <laughs> do you or do you not wash your jiu-jitsu belt? Well, I know. No, <laughs> Honestly. Uh, we call that I'll a powers in the three. belt guy. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I have three black belts right, that I use, so I always rotate between them. You know. Okay, they never. But I see have the that one black belt. It's like a decaying slowly, so I like that. I don't want to wash it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It, it has blood from training, you know, so it's like it's like a mark. Is it more? Is it the tra- that traditional? Like I've got the the power is truly in my belt. I've got the blood of my competitors on my. On my belt, or something is it like just? That. Yeah, something like that. Is no, it I like... never competed with that black belt because it's heavy. Okay. <laughs> so uh, it's just for training, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Like heavy, you mean like you literally when you have to weigh into like so like it's heavy, exactly. it's adding to the exactly. weight, right? I always get the 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 because they you know, weigh the you with the one. gi, right? For those that don't know exactly. that, they're weighing you in with the gi. You, you wear with the gi and with the belt, so uh, I always get the the lighter belt. <laughs> <laughs> you need every ounce. You and can only get, for right? the podium, I, I was bringing the, the my OG black belt just for uh, for the for the picture. <laughs> All right, professor. Look, we're gonna leave it there. Don't hang up because we're gonna come take a picture okay. by the screen with you. But okay. I very much appreciate you coming on. Thank you so much. This was great. Thank very informative. So if you're ever here in the U.S., if you're ever in South Florida. We're actually set up to have guests come in the studio as well. Obviously, oh, cool. you know, you're in Israel. So if you're ever going to make your way to South Florida, let me know. Give us a little advance cool. notice and we'll, you know, we could do this in the studio. We'll get our crew. Get, we usually have a couple of hosts and uh, we'll sit around nice. and talk up some more about jujitsu. Yeah. Cool. All right. Sounds great. All right. I yeah. appreciate you coming Thank on. You so Thank you again. You. Don't hang up though. Thank you to Neutral Zone CBD, a combat family owned company that supports athletes and the people who love them. Neutral Zone strives to deliver clean CBD products for sports recovery in gummies, lotions, balms, roll-ons, and more. After a competition, a hard rolling session, or a tough day on the job, Neutral Zone has a product designed to help you reduce inflammation, increase cell rejuvenation, and may even help with aging joints. Visit NeutralZoneCBD.com and get 25% off your order with code JJD. And follow them on Instagram, too, at My Neutral Zone. Jiu-Jitsu's favorite monthly subscription box has now joined the Jiu-Jitsu Dummies podcast. 
The BJJ Box is delivered to your door filled with premium jiu-jitsu and grappling apparel, equipment, supplements, supplies, snacks, and more. The crew at the BJJ Box find the best in the world of jiu-jitsu and guarantee every box to be worth more than the cost. Each box includes four to seven items you're going to love. Visit thebjjbox.com and use code JJD10 to get $10 off your very first box. And give them a follow on Instagram at thebjjbox. All of us here at the Jiu-Jitsu Dummies would like to thank the entire crew over at Flow and Roll for their tremendous support. They're renowned for their incredible t-shirt designs and they've got something for everyone. Flow and Roll quickly rose up to become the premier custom apparel provider for academies, big or small, throughout the United States. Shoot them an email about your custom order, flowandroll at gmail.com, and they'll be more than happy to get you hooked up. Check them out on Instagram at flow underscore n underscore roll for samples of their gi and no gi kits. They conveniently offer flexible payment options too. Head over to flowandroll.com for more details, and while you're there, pick up a Jujitsu Dummy signature tee now exclusively at flowandroll.com. And remember, you'll get 20% off your online purchase of t-shirts, rash guards, or geese with code JJD. Special thanks to George Hernandez, Claims Adjuster. Have you experienced damage in your residential or commercial property in the states of Florida or Texas from flood or fire, storms, theft and vandalism, even sinkholes, just to name a few? Don't get stressed out dealing with your insurance provider. Call George Hernandez today and let the professionals get you the most compensation possible. Visit HernandezClaims.com or call 305-712-6751 to get help now. And stay in touch with them on Instagram at HernandezClaims. All right, everybody, that was awesome. Pretty cool guy, right? Yeah, dude. You do not want to like run into a guy like that in a in a dark alley. I, told you, man. I mean, he's you a nice guy. You don't want to be, yeah, you yeah, don't want to meet the bad you, version you of him. On, you don't get on his bad side. <laughs> yeah, you, you don't you don't want to run into the bad you know, version. It's, it's really cool because he, he was talking about philosophy and psychology, and I had said kind of like, oh, it's the same thing. It's not not that I meant that it's the same thing. It's philosophy is like the sword of psychology. It tames the okay. psychology. It yeah, also I mean, we talked about the down at her side. Yeah, so it's like the down. Well, because yeah. that's why you mentioned him and yeah. looks at him because, you know, the the two of them would be great because you're putting together psychology, philosophy, and jujitsu. So you're putting body, mind, and theory or concept conceptualization. Yeah, and that's what broadens the mind. You know, and broadens Amazing. the experience. So I think we're going to see definitely uh, become a better fighter as you widen your mind. I think we'll see a lot more. Didn't of, uh, Rashad say that? Oh, you're going to let me. I'm sorry. The, yeah, the, no, the, no, but once I mean, again, I gotta re- I'm going to remind you on air. No, I'm gonna re- hold like, on. I'm going to remind you. I apologize <laughs> that the middle of my sentence is interrupting the beginning no, of yours. It's totally relevant. It is. You got to totally remember relevant. when you're talking over each other, we get nothing done. Rashad Go. mentioned, Rashad <laughs> mentioned, you know, the, how mushrooms change your perspective about, you know, the whole trip experience changed perspectives on fighting. Not just yeah. life, but, you know. Yeah. So, it's very interesting. Okay. All right. Let's do a little housekeeping here, guys. Shout out to our Patreon podcast patrons, including gym sponsors, Carlson Gracie Winterhaven and Winterhaven, Florida. CGWinterhaven.com at Carlson Gracie underscore Winterhaven on Instagram. Carlson Gracie Broward County in North Lauderdale. That's Big J and his uh, his crew. Uh, That's uh, the Black Zillions crew, right? Yep. Carlson Gracie Broward County.com at Carlson Gracie Broward County. John Way Martial Arts in Plantation, Florida. That's johnwaymartialarts.com, at John Way Martial Arts on Instagram. 
Uh, we have a new sponsor this month, Matt Murphy. Thank you for joining us, Matt, and thank you for the support. BOA Athletics, BOA Athletics. Check them out on IG at BOA underscore athletics. Jason Smiley, CJ Carroll, who's always asked us to, to also shout out Mission 22. So, Mission 22. <laughs> Chuck Reddor, <laughs> Roberto Santiago. Now, I, I've let them all know we are, we're closing the Patreon program um, for something better, for a better way of doing shout outs, uh, get more gym sponsors. Like, you know, we, we love bringing ex- exposure and shining the light on on cool companies, people doing really good, good things. So we're just going to change it up a little bit. So this is the last month. We'll do something, try to do something special for these guys, give them some coupon codes or something like that as we, uh, as we exit and do our last giveaway. But we're, we're going to have something cooler. Plus, we're doing so many giveaways on Instagram. We have a giveaway going for the BJJ box right now. So we're giving away, or BJJ box is giving away two VIP boxes. Uh, Neutral Zone is going to do something right after that. We'll talk to Manscaped about doing something, but there's nothing on the schedule just yet. But even our own sponsors are going to be doing stuff away as we grow and our sponsors are doing more. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of cool things that we can do and we're going to try to incorporate some of those Patreon uh, patrons as well. All right. Cool. So I'm at Uncle Milty BJJ on Instagram. I also monitor and manage uh, the at Jiu-Jitsu, the podcast handle at Jiu-Jitsu Dummies. Uh, Miguel, you got anything? No? All right. Bo, you want to give me a handle? <laughs> at uh, B A D at B A D W E R K S. I just heard that. No, <laughs> you're doing the mini the mini Miguel in the seat. <laughs> at JJD underscore DJJ sixty nine because I like to make things difficult and funny in my mind. But he's gonna hate me when he sees that. Remember, D- DM him with your ideas. Yeah, for his we're, we're, we're trying to get yeah. Miguel to, to yeah. change his uh, his handle. IG handle yeah. to something more related to the show. So I DM know that, him with. An I idea. know, in some way, shape, or form, this is gonna come back to bite me in the ass. It's his handle. It's his Instagram. I asked. I said you should make it something a little bit more related to the show. Wad, BJJ. It's gonna <laughs> it's gonna bite me in the ass. I know it, but he's doing it, and he's what he's gonna give away. Like he was talking about giving away a whole bunch of stuff to the winner, right? To the winning name that yeah, he changes he's, he's to. Talking shit. All right, That's... so listen to the last episode, <laughs> and he, at the end of the episode, he talks about what he's going to give away. He was like a rash guard, this, yeah. that, keychain, blah, 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 he's everything nice. that we have on the store. Yeah. So yeah, go broke. Uh, listen, thank you everybody <laughs> for all the support. Listen, please support our sponsors: Manscaped, Neutral Zone, BJJ Box. We can't do this without them. Your support is incredible. So, so let me. I'm going to drop this in here for the first time before we let everybody go. So. What we're trying to figure out is how we're going to do. I, I think we just talked it out before we 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 came yeah. on again. Is you show me proof that you have purchased one of our sponsors' products? Can't just do pictures because they could have owned things before, right? Yeah, so yeah, no, like we're going to say like send a, like a copy of your receipt, a redacted receipt. Yeah, a redacted receipt. We don't need to see all your information. Show me your name or you know show me what you ordered. Make no sure I don't picks. see your credit card. No, we don't want your credit card. No just give me picks. like an order ID or something like a, a snapshot right. of your receipt. And we're going to put you into a raffle, maybe like every four or five episodes. And we'll do a raffle and we'll give away some uh, some products. Especially, we've got the new rash guard coming. So at very least, like a T-shirt and a mug. Yeah. But maybe yeah, the rash guard something. once it gets printed. Man, it's always cool to win something. It's always cool to win something. So if you support our sponsors, we're going to get back to you guys as and well. So Yeah, exactly. It's, it's for a good cause. So we can right. keep eating. Yeah, yeah, good cause, us. <laughs> us. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you for watching and listening. Peace, love, jujitsu, baby. Us. Moose. <laughs>